Excellent. So here we are back on the Sunday morning, August 21, 2022. Happy Sunday morning to you all, or whatever time of day it is for you. Thank you for being here. This is another two-hour episode where we gather and let's see what's going to happen. I welcome you all. And as usual, this is a simulcast with a conference call. A few more people joined in here in the last minute. Welcome to you. And if you want to, feel free to say your names and locations. Hi, how is Demetrius? Welcome, Demetrius. Hi, Demetrius. Hi, everybody. Hello, Bonnie. Happy Sunday. Hi, Bonnie. Hi. Anyone else? We welcome you all. Welcome to the conference call. Please say name and location. Joan Dolan Springs. Welcome, Joan. Hi, Joan. Hi, Joan. And the next caller, welcome to you. Please say name and location. Hi, hi, everyone. Shirley from Ohio. Welcome, Shirley. Happy hi, Sunday. Hi, Shirley. Hi, Shirley. Oh, it's so it's so lovely to hear everybody coming on the call. Happy Sunday morning. Welcome. Please say name and location. Nancy Young, Tehachapi, California. Good morning, Welcome, Nancy. Hi, Nancy. And we had another person join in. Welcome. Feel free to say name and location. Yes, Chinoa in Flagstaff. Hello, Chinoa. Happy Sunday to you. Happy Sunday. Is it Chinoa? Oh, Chinoa. Chinoa. It's been great Chinoa. to get to know you. Hello. Hi, Chinoa. Hi, Chinoa. Hello. Hi, Chinoa. Hello. Chin- Chinoa? Yeah. Uh, this is Wynn. Are you a channel? No, I'm a friend of Raiden. Oh, you are? Oh. Okay. Yeah, um, more like a healer person, uh-huh. filmmaker. Oh. Welcome to the next caller. Thank you for being here. Okay, thank you. All right, let's turn the dings off. I might be a channel. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I won't be in the same bed with you and <laughs> you can be a bunk bed. If you just joined in on BBS Radio, happy Sunday to you. Thank you for being here. Hi, hi. Cecil from the Great Northwest. Welcome, Cecil. Hi, Cecil. Hi, Cecil. Hi, Cecil. Hi. 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 And Ray Roger in Austin. Happy Sunday, Roger. Hi, Roger. Hi, Roger. Hi, Giggles. All right. Twenty-four. 
wow, it's so great to hear so many people on the call. Yes, it's a great gathering with all our family. Mm-hmm. Yes. How we've missed you all. <laughs> I'm actually in town today. <laughs> well, not so well. next week, though. <laughs> I know, I'm, not, I'm in so. and out. I'm in its harvest time right now, and uh, the tomatoes are coming like crazy. Yeah, they are. Oh. Who, who is that that said they're in town? Uh, Barb in Ohio. Oh. Okay. Hi, Barb. Hi. It is like a family, though, after 12 years. Hi, Joe. Is Risha, is Risha here? Risha? I haven't heard her. Welcome to Terry from Nevada. Thank you. Hi, Terry. Hi, Terry. Hi, Terry. Hi. Hi. Is Joy here? Negative. Mike and Mary, welcome. Thank you. Hey, Mike and Mary. Hey, Mike. Hi, Mary. Hi, Mike and Mary. Hi, Mike and Mary. So it was good to Hi, have Terry Nebraska represented. Well, thank you. It's, uh, we finally got some rain here where I live. So All right. We're happy. We've got five minutes of rain here. Is anybody, Is anybody picking up Terry? We'll find. I'm picking up. I'm picking up Terry. Terry Brown. Hi, Terry. Hi. you love light. When do you want to start? When do I want to start? I didn't copy you. Say it again. In 10 seconds. Okay. I'm counting. You can see the next channel, see Jack. <laughs> you have to have a lot of practice, apparently. <laughs> I'm sure there is a lot of people who, if they practice, would find that they have skills that they, you know, didn't even realize they had. And I do know for for a fact, without a shadow of a doubt, that all of our... Psychic abilities are increasing. Mm-hmm. You know, there is here a book I have here in front of me that uh, seems to have been used by many people that are now channeling. The title is Opening to Channel. 
and this was by Sanaya Roman and Dwayne. Could you spell the name for me, please? Hi. The name is S A N A Y A. Last name Roman R O M A N. And the other person is Dwayne D U A N E. Packer, P-A-C-K-E-R. Brilliant, thank you. I wrote an article about those guys years ago. Oh, wow. I guess this book was released in, I think, 1987, the first book. Mm -hmm. 1984. Okay. Great. There's the cover painting. 1984. So, if you wrote a book about them, then they're legit? It is 1987, the first paperback edition. But I'll tell you, uh, channeling is something to be very careful with. Because when you're a novice and you hear a voice talking to you, how do you know you can trust that source? You want to start the recording with? Yeah, that's right. All right. Okay. So today it is August, August 21st. I'll leave the mics open for now, okay? Mm -hmm. August 21st. The recording has started. This is August 21st, 2022. And, you know, I'm, I'm so used to saying Wynn and Terry in Sedona when we start these calls. And I can say Wynn in Sedona, Terry on the other side. Because Terry's been attending all our calls from the other side. And... Um, so far, we, I don't have anybody that can channel her, or that I may have people that can channel her, but I have to test it. I'm testing it to make sure I trust it. Because I was just saying, um, before I started running the tape recorder, that people can be ambitious to channel. I understand. But channeling is very tricky. And where it's tricky is how do you know who's talking through you? Oh, they say they're the Elohim. How do you know it's Elohim? A trickster entity on the other side can say they're anybody, they're Jesus, they're the Elohim. So anytime you listen to a channeling, you have to ask that question, including ours, okay? When we first started doing this, I knew that that was a possibility hmm, of getting negative sources. Hmm. It took me a long time to trust the source 
that was speaking to us. And then usually there's indications of a negative source. Um, our source is always on our free will. They never lecture us. They never tell us what to do. They never uh, tell us to follow them or anything like that. They always say, take this, and if it works, use it. And if it doesn't, don't use it, you know? Mm. So it's best if you're, if you're channeling Start off and see if you get wise counsel, okay? And don't don't tell anybody about it because then it starts you in this thing of getting attention for channeling, and there's nothing that a negative source likes better than attention. Um, so, I mean, as you're going to hear on this show, our beloved Terry Brown, who has been my friend for 40 years, who has been my partner for 20 years, is a channel. Started channeling. What? What's that? Hey. You know what that? Look, we have all the lines open, so don't make noise, or we're going to shut them down. Okay. Thank you. Is Risha here? Is Shirley here? Shirley? Yes, I'm here. Yes. Just checking. Okay. Just rejuvenating. You just what? Rejuvenating. I just kind of had my socks knocked off the other day, and it was intense, and I just have to regroup. Did you find your socks? (laughs) <laughs> yes, I got my sock. <laughs> Good. Thank you. <laughs> you know, when Terry started channeling in 2003, 2002, I couldn't believe it. All right? um, she had never channeled before, although she was interested in channeling. She she used to go to somebody's house in Culver City, a woman by the name of Cheryl Taylor. And uh, Cheryl was a a channel. And one time, Terry told me that uh, she thought she channeled in that class because Cheryl was trying to teach people how to channel. And I remember thinking that Terry was a nutcase. Okay, and and I don't believe in that. 
In fact, sometimes I would drive her to Cheryl's house and say, come on in, why don't you come in? And I said, no, 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 I don't want to come in. I don't believe in that stuff. And um, Somehow I was afraid. What if, uh, somehow I intuitively knew this idea of negative sources. And uh, I was afraid, what if Cheryl has a negative source? And I didn't know I could, how to tell the difference, okay? And so you would come under the spell of, even if a channel can do, can do phenomena. Hi, so why don't you mute everybody, okay? All participants are muted, and they can unmute themselves. Even if a channel can do something phenomenal, it's not a... Um, indication that they're trustworthy, okay? Now, since we don't have Terry in the flesh today, but we have her in spirit, Oh, hang on just a moment. Just a moment here. Um, And we wait for Wynn to be right back. Happy Sunday. Hang on. Okay. Okay. This is Wynn. I am back. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Um, You know, I got Risha on the line, and Risha is Terry's long-term friend. I called her this morning, and she's come to some of our calls. And um, I gave her the number, and she couldn't get on. And I, I wanted to have her say a couple of things. Um, so, Risha, say hello yeah. to everybody. Say hello. Hello, everybody. Okay. And Risha didn't know that Terry had died. Okay. Now, when Terry and I lived in Los Angeles. I think uh, Terry went to see Risha probably once a week, right? Yes. And, and uh, Risha, much oh, more, okay. more often than once a week. Yes. And I, again, I used to think Terry was a nutcase at the time, okay? <laughs> because Risha was a colonic therapist. And I said, how could you need colonic therapy so often? But... Uh, Risha and Terry had a phenomenal bond together. Um, uh, they loved each other, and I recognized that. And Risha um, is this eccentric. Can I call you eccentric, Risha? Is that yes, okay? Absolutely. Yes. Yes. 
an eccentric Polish lady. Um, she had colonic therapy, and she was, you could call her the colonic therapist for the stars, right? Could we yes. say that? Yes. Yes, we can. Yes. And uh, I remember one time I was selling this product, and uh, Risha, I don't know if you remember Risha. Remember the Bubble Star product? A product yes. that went in the bathtub? Yeah. Yes. Risha was um, introducing me or sending me out to demonstrate this product to some of her clients. And uh, I don't know if I shouldn't say their names, right? No, no name. But I could say Michael Jackson because he died, okay? Did I, but I didn't do Michael Jackson. I wanted to do Michael Jackson. But we did a couple other famous people. And yeah, but that's, that's, I'm sorry I interrupt you. I just want to say that she was my dear, dear friend and a friend which nobody could take away from us the space, time, and how far away we are. I just, my heart is broken. She came to me two days ago, and we were talking and laughing, and she said, I'm going to say goodbye, and I call you back. And I woke up. I said, that's strange. But knowing her and knowing myself, I knew that she is another side because she was standing in front of me and suddenly the lights came up. And this was three o'clock in the morning. The lights came on in the house? Yeah. The real lights came on. Yes. And, And... and I know that I am dreaming, but yet she was just a second more and then dissipated. And I was by the telephone to make a phone call. And uh, I made a phone call. And uh, Wynne told me that she passed away. And I want just to say that what we see is not everything, but what we feel and the downloads what we get is imperative to listen to the downloads and acknowledge, validate, and respect the downloads because this is true. I am eccentric, but I am very much grounded here and another side. I want to say I love you guys for doing this. I appreciate that, and I will try to call you as much as I can on your meetings when we, when you have. Thank you for letting have my voice going out to the ether. Thank you very much. Thank you, Wayne. Yes. And I talk to you soon. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Have a beautiful moment. Bye. Thank you for coming and sharing, okay? And um, I wanted to say that one of the amazing things that happens is that Terry has been coming 
to lots of people. When I say lots, four or five, three or four, they believe that Terry has made a contact with them in our group. And it's kind of blowing my mind. And she's coming to our calls. She is monitoring our calls from the other side. And uh, if I call on her, okay, pay attention to the energy. I know some people are going to think it's their imagination, but too bad. It, it's not. Um, even while she was in the hospital, she was coming to our calls, and she could hardly say hello. Many of you were on the call and heard her. In, in the background, she couldn't talk very well, and um, but she was there, and she was paying attention. And let's all, for a moment, think hello to Terry, and see if she'll give us an energetic hello back. Hi, Terry. Of course, we all love you. And I told the story, I'll just move on. I told the story right after she passed. Two days later, I was, um, I had spent quite a bit of time in hospital and rehab home. Um, visiting Terry, and she wasn't very communicative. She was not very present. But I would hold her hand for long periods of time, and I could always feel energy transfer between her and me when I held her hand. And then two days after the call, I was laying in bed and my hand was waving in the air. And I kind of went, I phased out for a moment and I felt her hand come into mine and to grab my hand. And I felt the same energy transfer, but it was not a physical hand. And, and uh, when I go to sleep, I can feel her, and uh, God, um, the story is still unfolding, but Terry is not leaving us, and um, you know, we're doing a funeral service for her at a funeral home on this Friday at three o'clock. And um, some of the people that have had experiences with Terry will be sharing their experiences. And I hope you don't miss it, because I think it's going to be... We'll, we'll have a, a replay on it, okay? When is that it's going to uh, be... Is it 3 p.m. Pacific. Pacific? Yes, okay, thank you. 3 p.m. Pacific, right? Mm -hmm. You know, Gary has left a legacy of thousands of sessions 
which are posted online. And we've gotten 180,000 hits on that website and still going. And um, she has brought through epic stuff, information that has never been in this realm before. And um, it could change the course of the future of our planet. And um, I have a feeling, because of what's happening now, with her on the other side, everybody's going to start talking about it. That's an epic... I mean, I take it for granted because we've had so much communication and it's not a big deal. But the fact that somebody has been a channel, they die, and then they start talking to their group, and we'll try to find ways to validate it. You know, I'm very that way. And, um, you know, everybody we've ever talked to from the other side, you know, we talked to Michael Jackson, we talked to Morley Safer. We don't look for that, but sometimes they come in. We talked to Robin Williams. And in every situation, one way or another, I validated that it was really that person. And we told those stories, so I'm not going to tell them again. But um, I, we did a, a session um, some years ago about Terry in St. Catherine. And um, the connection. I played it before, but I'm going to play it again. And I might even play it at her funeral service. But here, here we go. Hang on. An example. Um, we asked one question last week, and I thought the answer was very interesting that it was part of the rock group that was talking to her. And um, it's Terry, you know, when you ask questions like this, when I, I realize sometimes it's not in the best interest of a person's development to know the answers. I've watched them. They seem to gauge their answers very carefully with regards to anybody and their past lives, because um, people can get preoccupied with their past li lives, particularly if they happen to be somebody notable or famous, and it gets in the way of their present development. And the way that I've learned to understand it is all your lifetimes are present right now even though your awareness and experience is in this one, the others are in your field and affecting you. So whether you know what the past life is or not, you can be sure that the impact of that is working with you right now. And let me just ask our source, could you explain a little bit about how the impact of past lives transfers down 
so that it, it is so impactful on our present life. This is when making a comment live, and I'm just saying, if anyone's listening that's not used to our calls, this is actually, uh, you're going to hear Terry Channel now, the answer to my question. There is a thread that carries through from lifetime to lifetime. One has certain personality characteristics, and they carry down from lifetime to lifetime, although the individual has a different life and has opened a different chapter and maybe a different, um, have a different occupation. Uh, they may vary from an artist to a, a, even a lawyer, or it may be vary back and forth with different occupations, but the individual uh, him herself still maintains a maintains similar personality traits sense of humor uh, can be very similar. Their ability to connect with certain groups of people can be similar. Their interests um, in general, um, what they might like to read can be similar. For instance, one might um, be interested in writing and poetry and then, although they become a leader um, within a certain lifetime, they still uh, have that bent for writing and um, poetry and expression. Um, so it is the same person uh, with modifications based upon their experiences that they run into. There's also a larger cycle where um, an individual can have gotten into a bad experience and then um, in subsequent lifetimes works to alleviate that or in, and works through how, how to express it, how to not express it, how, how to um, work around it. As the individual in a lifetime may make certain conclusions about how things are, and then in a next lifetime, Although things may have changed and not be the same, they still may carry the past conclusions with them. Uh, this, as one goes down the track, becomes a, like a ball of information uh, and expression around the person, and he develops this personality. This is um, a, a bit about how a person carries down from past life to past life and future life. Mm -hmm. um, a question that comes to mind is, 
Where does it start and where does it end? How did a person, how did an individuated soul start on this track of all these lifetimes? The individuated soul, as he first individuates out, may uh, express himself or live in the higher realms, and then as he wishes to experience more or um, get more sensation or uh, more experience, he may branch out into, say, the third density and add experiences upon experiences and therefore develop his experiential track and his repertoire of responses. Uh, however, if he has gotten off center, then society may tend to bring him back to center, and then he has something to work uh, for or against. There is such a thing as goals where one has a particular lifetime goal, and he experiences opposition to that goal. Um, for instance, it could be even natural. For instance, he wanted to be a sea captain and he loved the sea. And then um, he ran into a series of storms. And now he that is an opposition, um, a challenge that he must learn to overcome. And, he may um, study uh, how to um, read the charts and how to avoid storms and the star systems and things that they may tell him and become quite accomplished over a period of life. Well, then you might have a, a musician who comes in and as a very young child is brilliant in composing and brilliant in performing and uh, it would it can be where the individual previously had worked in the area and become a master in the area and is carrying it on into the current life. Thank you. Why is it that Terry has the ability to bring these words through? Terry has kept in touch. Terry has written home. Terry has called home. Home being the higher areas. Home being one stop towards home is heaven. Terry spent a lot of time in heaven, and when she came into the earth realm, she did not wish to be part of the earth realm, and she had the orientation that she would stay in touch 
we the seventh realm and therefore be connected and to not lose our connection in the earth realm. So she came in with the intent to have a foot in both 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 places. That's correct. She did not want to lose her heavenly orientation and so has kept that sacred so that she would always be a representative of home and would be able to find her way back. Before she came into this realm, was she a member of the Elohim group or the Ra group? She was a member of the Elohim group and then kept searching for ways to bring back home sojourners that had gotten lost. Her heart ached for these sojourners that seemed to have gotten lost and were never seen in the home realm again as if they were totally disconnected and she went to not only find them, but find the picture or the puzzle, solve the puzzle of how to keep the home fires burning though they had broken their connection with home. I see. So maybe some of the people are on, on this line or some of the people that she came down here looking for. Definitely like yourself. Like myself. <laughs> okay. I was one of those ones that got lost in this realm, huh? Yes. Well, uh-huh. you have one foot in heaven also. But you are a wanderer, and so it looks like you might need help. I see. Well, I'm not too proud to have help, and uh, I certainly think that Gary has made a great contribution to my life, and I'm very grateful for that contribution. And I think that she's making a great contribution to lots of people right now. And I thank you so much for working with us on this. Is she, is she, um, say, she's probably more advanced now and more aware and more wise than in her lifetime with St. Catherine. Is that true? 
Well, one of the things, one of the things that beset St. Catherine was the attacks from negative realms, and she did not have the sources, the uh, repertoire at that time to handle it that she does at this time. She had much protection then, but when they, the negative forces would impinge upon her, she would experience, cause herself to experience pain, for instance, by wearing a hair shirt, then, then sending the pain to the negative, saying, this is for you, and it was a big effort to not be controlled or influenced by the negative. For those of you that don't know, St. Catherine um, was in the period of 1300 A.D. She lived in Siena, Italy. And as a young girl, I think she was 13 or 14, she would go to the local church and she would write down, and, and they would write down, the priests would write down everything she said because they thought God was speaking to them through her. And when she died, all of these messages were compiled in a book called St. Catherine's Dialogues with God, which has become a classic of literature. And there's probably 10 versions of it on Amazon. And the way that this originally connection was originally made is in a channeling, I asked the question, was St. Catherine ever anybody famous? And they answered and said, look up St. Catherine of Siena. That's when I discovered this story. Then you dropped out. I think his entire phone line dropped out. He's back. Go ahead, Wynn. I dropped out. I'm back. Okay, but we lost Risha. If I have a moment, I'll call her back in. Okay. Um, but uh, I, I think the, she, I think I think she was meant to hang up earlier. You think so? Did she hang up? I did, to my understanding, after she was done talking, she just wanted to uh, be by herself, to my understanding. Okay. All right. Well, in any case, the, the punchline to this story 
is, you know, they told me, look up St. Catherine, and I found the story of this young woman channeling. And then I discovered in, in one of the paintings of St. Catherine that Terry was the spinning image of St. Catherine. And during that time when I was still evaluating, is this work I'm doing legitimate? That was like a huge um, reinforcement that, oh my God, this is real, they're real. And I increased my level of intensity of conviction for what we're doing. And they said, no one has ever done what we're doing in the history of mankind. And that is, bring through these sources in such a familiar way. Um, people, when they make these connections, they tend to become messianic or gurus and uh, they keep the connection to themselves. And I didn't want to do that. And so on these conference calls, we've just created a very close familiarity. And on one of our calls on Wednesday, people actually had the opportunity to ask their own questions. And Terry would channel the answers. Now, of course, we haven't been doing that. We've been doing replays on Wednesday. And, and uh, we post all of, our uh, all of our calls on a website. We have an archive site with thousands of calls with 180,000 visitors approximately at this point. And the phone numbers for all of our ongoing calls. And if anyone on BBS is intrigued by what we're doing here and wants to know more, I suggest you go to that website, thespiritchannel.net. And in the 20 years of doing this, we haven't charged for it. I mean, occasionally I've done workshops, I've done some live things. We have the book out, The Reincarnation of Edgar Casey, but we haven't, you know, you can get full value from this by going to the spiritchannel.net and listening to our archives. And the Elohim have said that their frequency is um, in the channelings. And we have asked questions about everything imaginable. And I'm going to play a session from 2010. It's called The Creation of Densities. And it's part of the series how the Elohim created the universe. And we find out that it's not like they wave their magic wand and say, 
let there be light, oh, let the waters part, you know, like as the Bible says it. It was somewhat scientific, actually, and it was about the merging of frequencies that they would collaborate on. They say that they existed before the universe was created and that they were originally an original breakaway from what they call the one infinite creator. And you could call the one infinite creator the first awareness, perhaps. And, and there, were, there were no instructions to any of these beings at that time as to what to do next. They had to figure it out. And the one infinite creator kind of got lonely and learned how to spin off parts of its energy to create individuated beings. And the Elohim were the first individuated beings. But they weren't bodies. They were energy forms. So... Um, you'll hear how sophisticated they get when we do this session, which I'm going to play back, uh, the creation of densities. Now, every Sunday, we do a healing list. And um, nobody has been sending things in since Terry's not here to directly comment. But in one of, I've been experimenting, talking to Terry through some of the people in our group who have been bringing her, believe they are bringing her in. And I, I, I don't have yet confirmation to say this is really Terry. But when I ask the question, uh, can you heal help heal people from the other side? The answer was yes. And that she's still paying attention to our calls. And I suspect Ra and Elohim are still connected to her. And who knows, um, I wouldn't be a bit surprised if sooner or later somebody connects with Terry and then Terry connects and channels Ra and Elohim. But this is all still unfolding, and uh, so let me play this creation of the densities. You think we're on the air? What do you think? Um, Death, are we on the air? Did I hear 54321? Gary, are you there? We are live. Yes, I'm here. This is our official hello to everybody that's checking in. <laughs> the host is saying, are we on the air? <laughs> Good thing we're not on time time. Can you imagine um, Jay Leno coming on every night saying, are we on yet? And staring into space. Um, welcome to everybody that's on our conference line and everybody that's listening on EBS radio. And this is a simulcast between a conference line and an internet broadcast. 
and my name is Lee Free, and you know, I'm trying every time I describe myself, I get an email that says, "When you talk too much, and how come you say it's the voice that identifies himself instead of just telling them what it is?" <laughs> what else do I get? Um, when I like you. Um, then why don't you give more room for Terry? Um, you know, uh, when you actually do something like this, it's different than when you're listening to it and thinking about it. The idea of having a conversation, why do I say the voice that identifies itself as the Elohim? Um, do you know why I do that? I do that because even though I think they are who they say they are, there's no real way to prove it. And if people believe in something blindly, it becomes dogmatic. So I prefer that people who listen in evaluate themselves and say, hey, you know what, maybe he's right. Maybe they are who they say they are. And um, so that's why I talk about it that way. I mean, it's a, it's a pretty big thing to say, okay, here we go. Here they are, and this is the Elohim. <laughs> because, like I said, how do you know? You don't know. I tend to think they are, but you don't know until you've listened for a while. And then after you've listened for a while, many people start noticing, sometimes this happens the first time, they notice their energies. They can feel an energy on the call. People email me. They get tingles. They get goosebumps. Some people that are psychic just know it right off the bat. They feel they feel the vibe. Um and you can consider by the way they answer our questions because we ask them questions. Those of you that have been listening in on our Monday night calls, we actually ask them how they created the universe. <laughs> I guess I could say uh, we actually ask them how they created what we call the universe. <laughs> but... Um, it's an interesting story, and Terry happens to be one of those people. The common word is channel, be a voice for, they can speak through her, and um, this has been going on for quite some time. Now, as those of you who are checking in regularly know, that even if they are who they say they are, and even if we have conference calls three times a week and you get messages a day, one time a day or two times a day, even with all that, you still have to figure it out for yourself. They do not take your free will away. This is, there's nothing to follow here. You can listen in and every time we start, it's like the beginning of, how can I say it? the beginning of this moment and we start here and we end in an hour and you keep checking in and then you have to take it back to your own life and you have to 
You don't have to, but you can make, you may, you may be able to make a shift in something. And what do you want to shift in your life? Why do people want to shift? Well, most of the time when people think about a shift, they think about their willpower. They say, well, okay, now I'm listening to the Elohim. I can decide to do this and it will happen. And actually, I guess that is kind of a shift. You can quit one job and get another. You can leave one girlfriend or boyfriend and get another. And you can leave one city and move to another. And have you shifted? Maybe a little bit. But probably in most cases, your body shifted, your circumstance shifted, but you found yourself repeating the same pattern. So if you want to stop repeating a pattern, you have to go above the part of you that creates that pattern. And I think that is the advantage of listening in on these calls because there's an energy that comes in. There's also wisdom, and there's an energy that's above your patterns. And if you start to tap into the energy, the patterns start to shift. And suddenly, there's new possibilities that were not there before. Not because you changed something radically in your life. Not because you um, moved or changed jobs. It's like you go to the same job and people are treating you differently. There's a lot of things in life that are kind of mysterious, and and it's not simple. You know, you know. I had an email from somebody that says, "Why don't you just ask them to tell us what to do and how it is, and we'll do it." And it doesn't work that way. It's you are your own own navigator. You are the navigator of your life. If someone else starts navigating for you, then you're, you're then following their energy instead of creating from your own energy. And with regard to our sources, now, maybe not all sources are like this. Maybe some sources say, follow us, we will, if you follow us, we will save you, blah, 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 blah. That doesn't the way it works with our source. Our source, doesn't say follow us. They lay down a track that you can feel the energy, and it's not an us to follow, it's just an energy to feel. And they can be with you through that energy. And suddenly, you're having more synchronicities, little magical things are happening, and um, where did that come from? Well, some people figure out that it's because they're listening to these calls. So it is a good thing to do, to listen to these calls and incorporate the energy of the line. Now, the real call that we do where you can do that is our Sunday call, which is our planetary healing, grid healing call, where the emphasis is on bringing the energies in. On our Monday and Wednesday call, the energies are still here, but the emphasis is on more I think it's called right brain, verbal, um, logical understanding of things, 
we ask logical questions and they give kind of, I don't know if I would call it logical, but they give human answers in language that has meaning and becomes fruitary. You know, another reason I talk so much at the beginning of these calls, because people are saying, where are they? Why isn't, why isn't, why isn't there Terry channeling yet? Two reasons. One reason is that when I start talking, I kind of set the tone. I help pull the energies together. And the more the energies are pulled together, when Terry starts, the easier it is for her. The other reason is because she actually gets... It takes a toll on her to do this, believe it or not. And she gets really tired and doesn't get back, you know, get spaced out and doesn't come back to her human side. Sometimes she sleeps half of the day after there's a channeling. And believe, believe, believe it or not, she has a job, goes to work. And so if she gets too out of it, she can't function. Is that right, Terry? Well, it uh, it does take a toll on me, and uh, the job takes a toll on me because I work for three attorneys, plus I set the attorney calendar, make sure I'm covered on the civil side. Hello? I'm here. Okay. And uh, so it's like when you talk, it helps me set the talk. Terry, stop. Terry, uh, you're coming through entirely too loud. They're going to have to um, tell you back on a separate line. Uh, maybe she can back the microphone. You want me to talk further away? Yeah, you have to be a whole lot quieter. Okay. All right, I'm putting you back in. Go live in five, four, three, two, one. There we go. If we, were, if, I, don't know, I guess you guys heard that. Terry was. Uh, Terry, are you there? I'm here. Now you're too low on my line. Okay, uh, I'm here now. That's better. That's just about right, okay? Okay. And uh, somebody asked, how do you connect with, with them? Somebody sent me that email. How is it you get started to make the connection? Um, well, actually, I feel I ask, and I feel a pressure around my crown chakra. The way it started, originally there was like a pressure on the right side of my head, but now it's on my crown chakra as if they couple up to me. And then um, they, they're in my space, starting around my crown chakra, and then they give me the thought, and then and then I relay the thoughts, but then I get so that it's just them uh, moving into the body and, and then speaking. Now, when we do our grit healing on Sunday and we do that thing where people go through their crown chakra, is does that enhance that feeling? Does, is that the feeling you get? Yes. The same yes, feeling. It's a circular feeling around my crown chakra, and um, it goes down to above my ears. It's like a pressure. Now, usually, 
we talked to, to Ra'an, which is a conglomerate of the Elohim and the Ra groups. Isn't times when just a Ra group came through you? Is that a different feeling? Yeah, that's a different feeling. It's a lower frequency, and uh, it almost um, vibrates a different part of my body than the Elohim. Elohim vibrates higher up in my head and a very high frequency and very delicate. Mm -hmm. And where does the rock group vibrate? Um... They vibrate more in the throat chakra and uh, in the lower part of my head, um, in my chest. They're they're more in that area. They're more like inside you. Well, inside and outside. Oh. You know, when we have these conversations about how the Elohim created the universe, one of the things that comes up for me is that I start to realize that that I, since I'm part of them, that I can, to a little, little extent compared to them, but when I get out of the realities of the system, I start, I feel like I'm creating realities here on this planet out of creation that weren't here. Like this work was really hard to put out. It's hard to put out because it's hard to find structures that anchor it, <laughs> that don't change the nature of it. It's really um, quite an accomplishment that we're actually doing this on BBS radio because BBS radio is a structure and we've learned to anchor it through BBS. And uh, it started out on BBS where I did a show for a couple of years with the founder of BBS called the Don and Lynn Show. And very occasionally we did a channeling on the show but mostly, Don and I just shot the breeze, and occasionally we interviewed somebody. And one time we interviewed Daphne, and this was a time when Daphne was kind of not taking it seriously. And when we interviewed her, um, in the middle of the interview, she said they wanted to say something, and we had a channeling right on the Don and Lynn show, which is kind of a historic event because... It's the first time we ever, I think, yeah, it's the first time we ever did a channeling over the Internet. And um, one of the things about channeling over, through a structure is that they told me they have to get the vib their vibrations through the structure. They have to get their vibrations through the Internet. Otherwise, the, the vibration of the Internet makes it so you can't feel the energy. And um, and the phone line, too. The phone line is, is easier, they said, when we had a conversation about it. And it took probably a couple of months to really feel comfortable doing this on the Internet. And so 
in our conversations on how they created this realm, which is the universe. The universe is a pretty big place. And we tried to, I tried to nail what was the very first thing that happened. And this is hard to imagine. But one of the keys to existence is time. And time is a structure that didn't exist at the very beginning of creation because there was nothingness. And as soon as nothingness became something, there had to be some sense of time. Because as soon as you could look at, here's how I was, here's how I'm becoming, now there's some flow through something, which is time. And as the universe got created, there was different timelines. And I think that's what we'll talk about tonight, the timelines of the universe. Because we're in a timeline of 3D, third dimension, this realm. And there's a correlation between timelines and density. Um, what is density? Density is concentration of vibration. So in 3D, where we are, there's an intense concentration of vibration, which creates, should I say, the illusion of physical objects, <laughs> the illusion of validity, the illusion of persistence. I'm not sure I should use the word illusion because when you're here, it's so real. It certainly doesn't seem like an illusion. And when you hurt, it certainly doesn't seem like an illusion. If something is painful on your body, or even in your emotions, it's quite real. You're going through it. So I think we'll do a little bit about the topic of different timelines, sacred geometry, and the concentration of vibrations in third density. And um, are you ready, Terry? Okay, so what we do to start this is we create a little, we have a little invocation that helps bring all of our energies together. The more our energies are copacetic, interacting, the easier it is for flow. There's something called the law of one, which has to do with, at some level of timeline or energy, we combine, our energies combine. Our bodies don't combine, but our energies combine. And when our energies combine, we start experiencing what some people call the field. Like right now, you feel a connection? Feel the space around you. Some people call it zero-point energy. 
Your time is stopping. You're slowing down. And you're just in the moment. And as you get into the moment, as you get into the stopping of time, you're also in a place of very high creation because when you put a intention or thought into that slowed up time, you're putting it in a level of creation above this realm. And then it downloads into this realm. So it's like reprogramming this realm, recreating this realm from a higher level. And when you start doing that, you start having magic happen in your life because things happen that are nonlinear, like synchronicities, like somebody calls you, you get a job offer, some disease goes away. So part of what's going on on this line as we ask these questions is we're establishing this zero-point energy field amongst us all. And when we do that, we're invoking other dimensions and our sources are in those other dimensions and they can talk to us through charity. And they can also work with you. They can also work with your own fields and your own challenges as some of the people that are on this line discovered when they've had an amazing healing of some sort. So if you're new, if you're listening for the first time, you may not feel this. Part of feeling it is trusting, and part of trusting is coming back and hearing the words and, and saying, hmm, sounds okay to me. I can be open. Because before you trust, you're, you're in a state of analysis, observation, um, discernment. And I think that's a very important part of the process because um, you don't want to let an energy into your space that's not positive. And to find out if something's positive, you can only do that by testing it using your gut-level reaction. So, Father, Mother, God, we ask for the presence of the light to surround and protect Terry, myself, and each of you on this line. And any negativity be taken to the higher realms of light and transmuted for the highest good of all concerned. We see ourselves in the flow of energy that radiates from the center of our universe through the center of our galaxy, through all the stars, through all the planets, finally arriving on Earth, moving through our bodies, through the top of our heads, through our chakra system, through our feet, and into the Earth. 
And right now we invoke blending of all our energies, always maintaining our own sovereign individualities. And we invite those sources that are positive service to others to join with us and create a protected space that only the positive can enter and anything not of that nature must leave now. And do we have a source present? Yes. Just while on, and we greet you in the love light of the one infinite creator. We are pleased to be with each and every one of you tonight. Tonight is March 1st, 2010, and we are focusing in the area of Los Angeles, California, uh, through the body of Terry Brown. And we are also bypassing the um, radio system and the telephone lines and directly connecting with each and every individual upon this line. There is a time delay upon the media. And uh, we uh, then move through channel lines upon the media when we attempt go into the media. Therefore, we bypass these lines that we have learned to do over the times that we have spoken on BBS radio, and we then connect directly up with each and every person who's listening to the call and each and every person who is on the telephone line. Do you have questions? Um, do you have anything that's important to share with us all before I go through my questions? Uh, you are speaking of timelines, and in timelines, time when we are within your sphere seems to be going very slowly because there is a time delay within the Earth plane in the, that the conductivity uh, and the connection between manifestations are more separate and that takes some time. There's a disconnect almost between different species and even within the same species. Uh, the connection, the thought, the telepathy does not flow as readily as the individuals are grounding themselves very heavily to the matter, energy, space, and time of the third density, and they are as if leaning on it and depending upon it and identifying with it, and it gives a very slow um, gestation time to ideas and the formatting of the uh, actions that take place within the third density, within our density things flow and we are in the sixth density, we are focused there and things are very much between individuals and between formats. You're dropping out. Can you get a little closer? There. Is very much connection. Um, telepathy is able to be transmitted easily from 
individual to individual within that density that what makes the group so possible and that the connections are very strong and vibrant, yet each individual maintains is its own identity. And due to the... You're still a little nature, weak. You're getting weaker. Due to the nature of the individuals in the identity, they are um, connected much more easily. Well, we're talking about how creation got started. And I would assume originally there were not, there were not any densities. There was just shooting vibrations and nodes. How, how did the whole original beginning turn into such a complex array of timelines coming down to the what we experience here on Earth. Is that possible to explain? You have a separation out into similar vibrations that then came together to create a layer, so to speak, much as if you had a multi-layered um, multi-layered ice cream cone or a multi-layered glass with chemicals in it, which the chemical within each formulation took a separate layer and the layers may be even different colors or different parts of the spectrum. Different density materials then would attract together and stay within that frame. Of course, there was also the spinniness, which would spin the materials out to the edge and then within the center of the galaxy, in the black hole, the density would be very, very dense as it would have material moving into it. So there was a separation within, a natural separation within the material as they were moved about. So, was part of this happening spontaneously without direction? In other words, there was an initial kind of beginning and then it started to evolve without a lot of intention on the Elohim's part and kept evolving on its own through its own, own will and intention? The answer would be yes and no. There was no clear direction to go if nothing had been formulated before. And individuals would learn by trial and error what they could create and what the effects would be. And they would learn over time patterns that they could recreate 
to bring about certain effects? Well, when there were individuals that were taking part in this creation, I assume they were in, they, they were no longer creating it from outside the creation, as I understood the Elohim did, but now they're creating it from inside the creation. Is that accurate? We were creating it from both the outside and the inside of the creation as the individuals would move from an nothingness into manifestation and back into nothingness. So, in other words, an individual could move from being inside creation, move back to outside, move to nothingness, and then move back into creation again. That's correct. We all have that capability. However, one tends, when they get into manifestation, to not want to lose it or to be scared if they go past the nothingness, that they will lose their ability to manifest in that is not true. So, um, originally the beings could move from in-creation to out-creation. When was the first instance that started where they lost their memory and got stuck in creation and couldn't get out? When one would lose their memory and couldn't get out, it was because they had lost their memory and they were focused upon the inside of the creation. And if one cannot imagine getting out of it or what it would be like, um, then one would simply stay within the creation. And it is a continuous thing that happens. Because life is everywhere, and as manifestations are made, it contains life, and the life may just take hold and not know itself and have to learn about itself, and then it can learn over time what it can do and can't do, and it may take a very long time before it has the opportunity to into circumstances where it would learn that there was something else outside of creation that it could move in and out of. You know, there's a question here, which is, um, were there two kinds of life, life that evolved from within the creation and never had the experience from out, the, out of the creation, and life that was moving from out, outside of the creation into creation? Is that is that accurate? There are two different kinds of life? We wouldn't call it two different kinds of life. However, we could distinguish it between a kind of uh, a life that had a very strong creative out-of-the-box force and a life, for instance, like a... Um, a lower-level animal that was born that had awareness of crawling and awareness of uh, swinging, but didn't question or wasn't aware of anything farther. It sort of uh, 
like where the life becomes manifest, um, that is what gives it its reach and its impetus. And if it is just born out of the um, milk uh, and, and then begins to function there, it will envision its environment there. And if it was one of the original creators or one with its own, is its own individual spark that it would simply start creating star systems and can be light in that, then this is the one that is more out of the box. Can an animal that's in creation eventually evolve to a consciousness that is outside of creation? You would have to go through many lessons and many um, many journeys. However, it could end up there. Well, has it happened? Has that actually occurred? Have there animals that have ended up outside of creation that started in creation? Um, give us a moment. Yes, it has happened. However, it is rare. Mm-hmm. Now, a human has a different quality of self-evolution potential than an animal. Would it be um, fair to say that anyone listening to this call has this has the potential of going outside of creation, even while they're in a body, and then starting to create from outside and then come back inside and then go outside again? Is that a potential? Yes. It is a potential. In history, when somebody did that, are there people in history that we could recognize, say, for example, did Jesus do that? Yes, Jesus did that. Anyone else? Joseph Mohammed. To some extent, Buddha and other masters. Mm-hmm. So that's the quality of a master, having this ability to move even to where the universe stops or where, where time stops or where there's nothingness 
and move back into somethingness and keep shuttling back and forth. It is, it is a quality that one may use to refresh oneself and to reset oneself when one has attained patterns that one wishes to reset. You know, Jesus used the phrase to be I don't. I, I think Jesus said this. Not just fundamentalist, the idea of being born again or reborn in Christ. When he said that, did he mean is this? Is what he meant going back to non-creation and then coming back into creation? It would be like a fresh start every time. It would be that being that would apply here. However, another phrase was used in that moving into the Christ big consciousness, which can also help to reset one's patterns. Mm-hmm. Is that another way of saying a similar thing? There are different things. One of them is to just move and to dismantle one's free constructs and then to reorganize and to re-enter. And the other one is to, with the help of the Christ in consciousness, to help dissolve one's free constructs and then to help take on new and recreate new ones. Mm-hmm. So what we're talking about when, when we do this is it means we're moving our consciousness through all those timelines and then back again. Um, it, is not necessary. it is not necessary to move through all these timelines and back again as one may go straight there and back. Mm-hmm. Earlier, you said something to the effect that dimensions were like layers on an ice cream cone. Does that mean they have fixed edges, or is there a continuum of dimensions constantly um, moving like on a slope as opposed to stair step? It is not exactly a stair step. Then there is a layer in between the densities, with, which is a translation area or layer that moves one quickly from one density to into the next. So there is a kind of a, a gate or a bridge or a not a bridge, a gate or a fence between certain of the. Di- Dimensions where it's they're separate. That's correct. It's not like a gradual slide from one to the other. Now, it's hard to imagine how timelines got started. 
it seems to me with the first level of awareness at the beginning of the first cause, as soon as there was awareness, there was time. And so, because if there was awareness, then there's a before and an after, and there's a continuity. You can't have awareness without time. Is, is that, am I saying that accurately? In order for there to be awareness, there has to be something to be aware of. There has to be two. And as you have two, and back and forth between the two communications, then there is generated a space and a time in as one then waits for the second response or the thing that they are aware of and time begins to be generated. Mm -hmm. So when that first starts, there's some kind of communication between one one entity and another entity. There's the beginning of time, but there's not really a timeline because there's only one one time in that space. Um, That's correct. And if you have synchronicity between the beings, then you begin to get a timeline. But if you have individual transactions going on, then the timeline may be different in each transaction. So when we're in this realm, um, try talking a little closer to the mic because it's getting a little fainter. We only have a minute or so left. When we're in this realm, every time, even though the clock moves at a certain speed, every time we have a different connection with another being, we're experiencing the creation of a different timeline within the nature of that connection. Could that be accurate? Within the realm, within each realm, there is a consensus reality about the timelines, and although transactions may take different times, the times are generally... Uh, consistent within the timeline. I see. So there's a variation, but it's within a... The variation is limited within certain parameters, the top and the bottom. Yes. Okay. On that note, <laughs> yes, last week we got so into this, I forgot and kept talking after the time ran out. So those of you that were here last week, I'm sorry that uh, we kept continuing and the show just went off, so I'm watching the clock today. So would you like to say anything to us before we sign off? We are very large in relationship to your sphere and we send love light to your whole sphere. I didn't know it.
Thank you. Thank you all for listening. If you'd like to get daily messages and you're not subscribed to Message a Day, go to messageaday.net and fill out the form and you'll start getting our daily messages and invitations to our calls. And um, thank everyone who's listening on BBS and everyone who's listening on the conference line. I'll open up the conference line second. Are you guys there on the line? Yes, Vin. Yes, here. Don't you all say hello to everyone on BBS and the IBBS listeners? <laughs> One, two, three. Hello, BBS listeners. Yes. There's a lot of quiet people on the line. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and hello, Elohim Ra. <laughs> Um, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Juan, for everything. You're most welcome. Thank you all for being here and creating a reality where we can do this. <laughs> See you all next time. Thank you, Win. Thank you, Terry. Thank you, Terry. Mahalo. Hey, this is Wynn. I think we're still live, okay? I think that was happening on that other call. Um, hi, are you here? Yes, Wynn. Is everybody still here? Yes. All participants are muted. All participants are unmuted. Is everybody here? It's all yeah. Yeah. the chickens. Yeah. 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 I'm here. I'm here. Okay. Well, I'm how about there. if we all send some love to Terry on the other side? Okay. Love, 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 love you, Terry. Love you, Terry. Love you, Terry. Love you, Terry. You know the thing that I like? Uh, that recording you did when um, you asked Terry I can't hear to go you. I, I, can't, I can't. Antonio, I can't hear you. Get close to your mic or something. How's that? Better? I don't know. Yes. Are you on a Are you on a speakerphone? I'm on VLRP. Okay. The thing that I like is the recording you did when uh, you asked her to go on stage and she said, "We love you more than you could ever imagine." I can't understand Antonio. He's 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 saying. But he loved to hear Terry say, our sources through Terry is, we love you more than you can possibly imagine. <laughs> okay. Anybody else have anything they want to share?
Love is the answer. I just, it's Kent from, Kent from Mississauga. I'm just going to say I printed out that Mamarian, the picture that you had sent of Terry a couple of days ago, and I showed it to my mom, but is she just radiating in that picture? Just, mm-hmm. just, uh, I just, uh, very, uh, I miss her, but I'm wondering one day, I'm going to ask my wife if she'd even consider doing a painting. We got some, but I, I, uh, no, I, I really think I was thinking she really definitely is listening to us. Maybe, maybe even with her passing on, she's going to help us even more with these calls. I'm thinking, right? Like, like maybe. Yeah. It's, uh, well, uh, no. you, you want to know something? I wouldn't be a bit surprised. You know, I was thinking. Um, you know what? What made um, Christianity? So yeah. so big was Jesus coming out of the tomb alive, right? Yeah, yeah. And and, and my understanding is that that actually that was I shouldn't say this I get in trouble, but that was all not exactly as history has recorded it. You know? Yeah, I'm following you. Jesus went to France. He was married to Mary Magdalene and continued to live, right? And had kids. And had kids. The the Mongolians, no, the Moravians or something. But in any case. And there's a great book that that talks about that. Uh, Jesus... um, uh, it's called The Essenes Children of the Light by Stuart Wilson and Joanna Prentice. And it's quite revealing and shocking to hear the story surrounding his um, crucifixion. Mm-hmm. It's very unusual and interesting and worth um, considering. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, one of one of one of the people that was talking to Terry, I think they're talking to Terry. When I asked questions, and I said, "Did you get to meet Jesus?" and she said, "Yes." You know, it's kind of like as this keeps going on, it's a really phenomenal thing to have somebody that's been our close friend and channel for so many years now has passed and is talking to us on the other side. You know, last night when I went to bed, I mean, look, I've known Terry for 20 years and uh, I know her really well. And being with her is not like being with another human very often times. It's like being with her was being with a light energy. And uh, last night I went to bed and I felt like, ah, I can feel Terry's light energy in bed with me. Oh. Oh. You know, what other concept? Oh, sorry. Let me just 
Sylvia Brown uh, wrote uh, the Mystic, or not the Mystic, the, you know who Sylvia Brown was. She passed a few years yeah. ago. She wrote a book yeah. called The Mystic Life of Jesus, and she said all the things you were just saying about Jesus going to France and how he was smuggled out by his uncle, and uh, they had a deal yes. with, uh, yeah, with uh, well, Pontius Pilate. Or, anyway, they had a deal to get him out of there, and... Uh, it, uh, Anyway, it's all the stuff that you just said, when and I've got the book in my hand right now, and it's uh, really interesting. Right, right. I, uh, I mean, the, the story that I recall was that he was drugged to look like he was dead, you know? Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. Ad- Edward, what's the title of the book again? It's uh, The Mystical Life of Jesus by Sylvia Brown, An Uncommon Perspective of the Life of Christ. It's uh, fascinating <laughs> stuff. You know. He was drugged. Uh, they poked him. If he was still alive. Anyway, it's it's a great book. It's got all the stuff that we was just talking about. And uh, and I prefer to think that <laughs> I prefer to think that that's what happened. Mm-hmm. Don't forget, she died in the end, very inaccurate. So she. Got somehow infiltrated, so maybe all her information is not as accurate as you think it is. Um, but that was at the end of her life. I'm not saying that. I'm feeling her book that she wrote this yeah, one. I, I this most history is a lie. You know, most history is a lie. It's written by the winners of the wars and all, and so you know, you really, you really have to investigate it. So, like I say, that's just one one viewpoint. I mean, there's all. You know what the what the Catholic Church. You know, to to denigrate women when women were actually the priestesses, and uh, you know they they really did a job on Christianity. When there's a lot more I mean, people who have um, lost their partners, and they're all coming through. They all were saying that during this time, a lot of people were going to be able to reach back because you know, not like Houdini's time where they had all those. Uh, Let's, let's let's like talk about what's going to happen after when I pass away. How we're going to connect. So this is mm-hmm. I believe that this is important. This time that they are connecting from the other side to help us on this, and as well as in other realms, we got a lot mm-hmm. of help. Here. It wouldn't surprise me. Thank you, everybody on BBS for being here. What's Thank you, BBS. The VBS to sign off? About to. Thank you, everyone. All right. Goodbye, everyone on VBS, and don't forget, spiritchannel.net. If you want to track this, and I think there's never been a more important time to track this than right now as to what's going on with Terry. Um, oh, they're just killing him. Pardon me? We're going to do the healing list? Uh, I don't know. Let me see if we have a healing list. Okay. Um, people were not putting themselves on the healing list last week because they thought that Jerry wasn't here, I suppose. It wouldn't work. And they didn't get a comment from Jerry. So... 
Maybe we should put ourselves on this healing list to see how it happens for the rest of us who <laughs> believe in it. Put the world on it. Yeah. <laughs> we all want to well, get on the list. That's why we do whole planet healing every night, you know. Yeah, that's right. Everybody come. And everybody, if you can, everyone on that call gets on our healing list. Hey, thank you for those um, recordings. It was great, Wim. Thank you. Did you like? Yes. Did you like the uh, the one on on the densities and how the densities were created? Yes. That was really oh, yeah. great. Mm hmm. I've got, you know, I've, I've got so much to do. I have more to do now than I did when Terry was alive. Wow. Okay. I mean, because, you know, I didn't expect this to unfold the way that it unfolded. I really didn't. When it first started, I thought, you know, uh, well, especially with Daphne, we're going to get into the new age luminaries, et cetera, et cetera. And then when Terry came on and we just started having all these calls with Waymo, another session, another session, another session, you know, thousands of sessions and, and, and having a library uh, of information that's never been in this realm and I just kept building that library, and, and uh, um, and you know that that library we built has created the potential to have an impact for a huge amount of time in the future. Hoping we can create this realm in the present to keep it functioning and keeping the negative from uh, destroying it. But in any case, I thank you all for being here. And we'll see you tomorrow. And I'm going to do a replay tomorrow. Pardon me? Or tonight. Or tonight at Whole Planet Healing. And if you notice, there's a great group affinity on this call. If you're listening on BBS, and, you know, many people feel alienated and estranged right now on this planet. And there's a lot of negative things going on. And if you start coming to our calls, you will probably have some relief from that kind of estrangement because there's an energy on our call. There's a community on our call. There's a family on our call. And it's just developed that way. And um, we have 10 calls a week. So you can't get away from us. If, if you want to participate in that, the door is open. And it's like People get to know each other and have affinity with each other. So all the information is on the spiritchannel.net, thespiritchannel.net. 
and you can listen to thousands of our former calls in their archives up there. And on that note, how we're going to end this call, we thank BBS for having us on today. And hi, so are you going to do the healing? Are you going to do some music? I'm going to do some healing music, yes. Okay. <laughs> I, I think we're going to do some healing. It's all in a positive direction. I turn it over to Hive. Thank you very much. Happy Thank you, Terry. Am I sounding better? You sound better. All right. Happy then. Sunday to you all. Thank you, Terry. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you, Wen. Thank you, Terry. Thank you to our sources. Thank you, Hive. Thank you, Hive. Thank you, CJ. Thank you, Wen. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Thank you, Thank you, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Much love. God bless everyone.